This is Facing Fentanyl. Interviews with actual users. That was my first encounter with fentanyl. Their experiences. My nose was to the steering wheel and I could barely stay awake. But most importantly, the lessons leading them out I'm to the only person in that picture that is still alive today. Where they can speak of what it is to be facing fentanyl. The following interviews depict substance use and mental health disorders, including abuse, depression, suicide, and trauma. If you or someone you know are suffering from these disorders, we recommend reaching out to the National Prevention Lifeline at suicidepreventionlifeline.org or the National Alliance on Mental Health at nami.org. That's N-A-M-I dot org. Listener discretion is advised. We'd like to thank our sponsor, La Jolla Recovery, before getting back to our interview. La Jolla Recovery is an alcohol and drug treatment center in San Diego, providing evidence-based solutions to addiction for over 12 years. The pandemic has impacted mental health immensely, and if you're wondering whether a loved one or yourself might be using a substance beyond recreation or fun or social bonding, La Jolla Recovery wants to answer all your questions in a private and confidential manner at LaJollaRecovery.com. That's L-A-J-O-L-L-A Recovery.com. That's again L-A-J-O-L-L-A Recovery.com. Now back to our interview. So Rob, you, you were saying you, you went back home and AA was more appealing than, than NA? Uh, yeah, just for me personally, like it, it was an older crowd, um, you know, and uh, they were really more geared toward like the book and the steps um, versus where the meetings downstairs were more of just like a meetup spot where several programs like it was like a mandated meeting for like a bunch of programs, uh, men and women. So like, I mandating like, meaning sometimes some people are there that don't want to be there. For sure, don't want to be there. Maybe you know. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you see it a lot um, in twelve step meetings. I'd say a lot of it is uh, your your people that are court mandated. They caught a charge and, um, you know, say they get a DUI or whatever, or possession, and the, the, the judge sends them to X amount of years of probation, and you have to attend X amount of meetings a, a week or month or whatever it is, and you have to get them signed off and report to your probation officer. So they're just literally there to get that sheet signed off on, could fucking care less about what's going on in the meeting, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Some, I've seen people like that that come in with that attitude and end up getting And they do get so, better. Absolutely. So it can help. Yeah, but I would say the majority are just Did like, this, were you ever mandated? I was, yeah. At one point in time I was, and I was like not real stoked about it. And but, was, so this is a good thing. For sure, yeah. Been, it's like a roll of the dice that couldn't go your yeah. way. Oh, yeah. I, I would go into meetings loaded, and I felt really bad about it because, you know, I'm all high, and I want to share because I'm high, and I want to talk <laughs> about recovery while I'm fucked <laughs> what up. Just so share? twisted. I just like stupid-ass war stories, probably nothing recovery-related, just probably honestly like in hindsight, like from like a big book step perspective. I was probably pissing a lot of the people that were really serious about their recovery off, but that's okay. <laughs> Did you ever have anybody reaching out trying to go just connect? Yeah, oh, yeah. AA in Georgia, um, I'd say it's different from here in California. Like, if you walk into a meeting and they've never seen you before, like, I just remember I walked in, never been to this place a day in my life, kind of nervous about going, didn't know these people, didn't know the environment. And I just like had this train of like eight people, just like these people never met a day, don't know these people from a fucking can of paint. They're coming up and they're hugging me and they're looking <laughs> me in the eyes and they're telling me that I never have to get loaded again and that they love me. How, how did that, how did that sit? <laughs> I was like, like I said, I, you know, 
in sobriety, like I deal with like depression and anxiety because I get sober and have to deal with all these feelings. So I'm like concerned, really anxious, you know, pretty nervous. And I go in, I'm like, welcome. And I'm just like instantly a lot more comfortable. And, you so know, it does help. For sure. Yeah. These people that I don't know, but they understand, they, they see me and they understand what I'm going through just because I'm here. And they, they give me a hug and they say, dude, you, you never have to drink or you never have to get loaded again if you don't want to. And we're here. And we'll love you until you can learn to love yourself. And for me, that was like fucking huge. And I was like, and then not only that, like the fellowship is huge too. Cause like you go to meetings and that's great and you work your steps, but like hanging out with people and doing like normal things and recovery is like huge. Like never met these people, but they want to bring me to this diner down the street. Cause they're all going and they're going to get salads or whatever. Maybe or they're going to go get coffee or they're going to go bowling. You know, they just invite me. Because it's just like part of fellowshipping. Like, so the social aspect in, in, in a healthier 12-step environment is key. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like a big part of me getting sober too is my sponsor. Like he just so happened to live like the next street down for me when I was getting a, sober. A sponsor for someone who's, who's listening, it's... Okay, so a sponsor in the 12-step program, whether it be NAHA, NA, whatever it may be, uh, is basically someone that has been clean for, I don't know, I'd say there's no, uh, like rules and regulations, but generally they've been sober for a year or more. And, um, they're going to take you through the steps, the 12 steps. Is a mentor, if you may. Right. For sure. So like he, that was huge for me. My sponsor lived right down the street. So every day he would come and pick me up and we'd go to meet every day, every day, every day when I was in early recovery. What do you think makes someone like this care? You know, it blew me away because, like, I was like, dude, you you do so much for me. Like, what are you getting out of it? He's like, well, in turn, you know, you're helping me stay sober, too. And, like, he says, it's like, you know, he'd pick me up every day. We go out to get food and eat and work on the book and read the book. And I was like, like. I'm, I'm taking it. He, he, it was on him. You Sometimes, sometimes. Like, okay, okay. So fortunately, I was in a position where, like, I was actually, for once, financially okay, like an early recovery, which is super, super rare. Just by chance, just by chance, I had a little bit of money. So, like, I would buy, I was like, dude, let me get you lunch because you always drive and stuff like that. But, like, generally, that's how it goes. Like, your sponsor will, like, feed you and buy you coffee and, like, you need this. Not always, but, like, they're there to help in any way they can. And Are you still in to. touch with, with, with this person? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like... You must be so grateful. Yeah, incredibly grateful. So, I feel... And like, they must be also wildly amazed that they had a part in it. Yeah, and and they are still sober, which is sick, too. And um, I was like, dude, like, I don't get it. I'm so grateful. Like, you pick me up every day. And he's like, well, you know, dude, if you stay sober and you get on your feet and you get a job and, you know, vehicle, then, like, you can pick you up and do the same thing. So it's just like he helps me so I can continue to help other alcoholics and addicts. So... 12 steps, very key into getting into embracing sustained recovery. In, in my personal opinion, for my recovery, yeah. But some, some fentanyl users don't make it, right? I, I, would, I would think that sometimes the chemical also has an extra, you know, it's much more powerful than alcohol, heroin. Oh, for sure. What, what are the next elements that you think were key for you to, to have the new lifestyle that you have? So mental health. Mental health. A, a treatment that provides mental health. Yeah. Just like having that breakthrough experience of like having probably the shittiest time in my entire life, not wanting to repeat that, almost dying, um, 
my mental health, like going to meetings, my sponsor, like an early recovery was like really pivotal. Like um, instead of like having free time to sit in my room and be depressed or like hang out with kids in a program that aren't doing so well, you know, I'm with my sponsor and we're going to meetings and we're doing shit that's productive. It was like really vital. Um, and then like, as I start going to these meetings, I start meeting a lot of people that I relate to. I start getting friends, friendships, people that I call my friends. And um, my life just started to kind of improve gradually. And um, I don't know, I just feel like I've come so far. Like, I, I think about like my lifestyle in the past and how it is now and it's like, it's humorous. Cause like I would have never met, I was for sure 100% unemployable, you know, um, not a great person probably lie and try and steal from you you know just untrustworthy people didn't want me around and uh for for my life to be where it is today so yeah i just like i couldn't be more grateful i really couldn't so I, i'm hearing gratitude what to what do you, do you attribute this this change in, in in mindset um just getting beat into submission um just going through years and years of hardship and then my life just kind of improving through like the program and just like It's a program of action too. Like, so you've been very dedicated in, in 12 steps and recovery. That's, bro, oh, for sure. Especially in early recovery, like meetings, like every day, for sure, every day. Did you go to sober living after going to rehab? I did. Yeah, I did go to sober living. Would you say it's very critical and key to extend sobriety afterwards too, to have a safe place and, and peers that are also alcohol and drug free? I think so because early recovery is tough. Like. Um, I don't know what from what I've seen if you just come into a detox and for one you get stabilized and you get all the dope out of your system and then say you go to like a 28 day program and then you go back home how long is detox uh it just varies it, it, there's a lot of variables depending on like what substance you do how much you do how for fentanyl um a time span like a time you, what's the usual detox physical with the detoxification for fentanyl oh goodness so uh for me if if i'm physically addicted to fentanyl and i come to detox um probably eight to twelve hours from the last time i use fentanyl um my nose and my eye my eyes are going to start to water my nose is going to start to run i'm going to start yawning i'm going to start like stretching and yawning a lot and that's how i know it's coming and then like my legs and my arms and your bones just begin to ache and you can't sit still and you can't get comfortable and you're hot and then you're cold and then you're hot and then you're cold and you can't eat and you really don't want to drink. And for me this last time I was just, I was vomiting so often from like a combination of like the Narcan and the dope that like it physically hurt to drink water. Like my socket was so sore from throwing up that like it physically hurt to like drink wow. water. So like I didn't eat for probably like a week because like you just don't have any appetite. And for me, like the worst part is just not being able to sleep like your legs are just hurting you can't get comfortable and you can't sleep for like days and days and days so you, you probably need clinical supervision during this this detox for sure and then like that's where like the medically assisted treatment comes into play too like these medications like methadone suboxone and subutex or like buprenorphine in general like will make you far more comfortable you know with the fentanyl but the fentanyl it doesn't have to be so bad it doesn't have to be agonizing no and especially like if so you would say that a, uh, a detox that embraces medication assisted treatment not only has it been shown to have more efficacy and reduce overdoses but also to extend sobriety 
Yeah, for sure. Because you can go two route. You, you can do like a lot of people come in and they don't want to continue to be on Suboxone or Methadone because eventually you're going to have to come off that substance too. And like the only way to come, so basically you can taper down so you can like come in, take Suboxone for your physical withdrawals and then taper down off the Suboxone, be off all substances and then continue to stay sober. Or if you do maintenance, at some point in time, you're going to have to get off that substance too. But you can also gradually taper down off that substance. But it's just like a whole nother step. Some people are willing to go through that and some people just want to get it over with while they're in detox. It's kind of just like a decision you make. Some people are like unsure. They're like, they come in, maybe they want to do maintenance. You can change your mind at any time. You know, the doctors are willing. They're always willing to um, taper you down. Or if you want to do maintenance, a lot of doctors are, are perfectly fine with that. You know, I was... And what would you recommend, or at least what was your experience that was very key this last time? Um, maintenance. Maintenance. Because um, I just felt like I wasn't strong enough by myself to just, like, continue to stay sober. I needed that crutch for a little while, you know what I mean? To just crown me, you know? Um, because it, it helps with cravings. Like, it was maintenance, it helps with cravings. Um, you don't have to go through as bad of a physical withdrawal. So it reduces psychologically the, 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 the ideation of wanting to go back to it? Yeah, and then wow. Suboxone is a combination of two medications. It's, it's buprenorphine and naltrexone, which is similar to naloxone, which is Narcan. So what naltrexone does is it um, it's basically an opiate blocker. So, like, you can't... If I take Suboxone, which is buprenorphine and naltrexone, and I shoot and I shoot heroin IV, you won't feel the effects because it it binds your receptors so tight that the opiates can't hit your receptors. So basically, you just wasted it. I believe I tried. I've tried to get high on. Suboxone. Okay, I was gonna it's say, is this something? Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard like to this. do. It's hard to do. Yeah, I mean, you could punch through it, but you're probably gonna die trying to punch through it. Um, so. It has that blocker, and then it definitely helps with cravings. And then you don't have to go through, like, a super agonizing withdrawal. And life afterwards. So detoxification with medication-assisted treatment, that, that is probably, what, five, ten days? Yeah, something along those lines. And so it's ten days is not enough. You would recommend rehab Um, yeah, for sure, like, extending your treatment. Because, like, if, I've seen a lot of people, like, oh, I'm just going just gonna to detox and go back home to where I'm from. Um, and generally these people... And what would you say to that? My personal opinion is, like, uh, the success rate that I have seen from people that I know that have just gone to detox and went back to where they're from, uh, it, it doesn't work out well. So de detox is super important, but that's not enough. Yeah, so, like... And afterwards, you'd recommend... Like, a, a treatment center. So, personally, like... I need detox before I go to, like, a treatment center. I, I With fentanyl, it's just it's necessary. Pretty much, yeah. So there's no way I'd be able to just come in with dope in my system and go to a sober living and, like, go through withdrawals in a sober living. There's absolutely no way I would leave. 100% I would leave. Um, so detox, for me, for, first and foremost, is just getting the dope out of my system and for, like, pretty much getting my head screwed on straight So before I can even start to think about, like, treatment. And then yeah, I think like treatment afterwards, like a, a sober living program or a 30, 60, 90 day program for sure is... Uh, the longer, the better? I'd say so, yeah. 
I say so for sure. Because now with detox, the treatment, and then sober living, now enough time has gone by that probably you can be going back and forth in situations that used to be triggers in the past and, and be able to share about it. And Yeah, well, you have like... Um, you have like a support group, you formed a support group with like your guys, um, like in your house. Uh, maybe you go to groups within the program, like you talk to like therapists and you do therapy sessions. So you have like a lot of support and you have a lot of people to hold you accountable. So like while you have the support and people hold you accountable, they're like, you know, cheering you on to like improve your life, like apply for jobs. And like, so you apply for jobs and your life starts to get back to normal and you start to get on your feet while you still have the support and then once you, like you've built like a pretty good foundation, then like if you want to make your next move, you can. You know that now that you're pretty much pretty well on your feet and you have like support and uh, you know have you have people that are around you that are doing the right thing too. So you have like positive influences. You have guys and your other people people in your house that are staying sober and like their life is improving. And you see this and you see them start to succeed and it kind of inspires you to want to do the same thing. Do you still go to twelve step meetings? I do. Yes. Do you think it's very key? I do, yeah, yeah, because, um, you know, some people, they, they get sober and they go to a lot of meetings up front and then say they do get a job and then they just kind of, like, their job becomes their program. They, like, dive into work and then next thing you know, they put everything they have, they put all their eggs into work, they put all their eggs in that work basket and, uh, you know, they get stressed out at work or, like, something bad happens at work or, like, they're getting overworked and they don't have enough free time and next thing you know, they don't have that release valve, so... For sure, I feel like it's key to like fit meetings into your life, no matter what's going on. Are you helping uh, people now? Are you now in a situation where you're helping others? Sponsoring people? Yeah. Not as of right now. No, not as of right know, now. For sure, I like to. Are you? Something tells me. Something tells me you probably be, have a lot to share. For sure, yeah. You know, um, I'll never forget my sponsor. We said that day, and I was just like, you know, that'd be great. But I couldn't even envision it then because it's like being where I'm at now, like. Uh, I couldn't really even visualize that. What would you say to someone who's currently using fentanyl and saying, you don't understand, there's no way to stop, I'm too young? Yeah, dude. Um, you're not alone, you know, you're not alone. And uh, you're not alone, bro. And, and, and there's people out there that, that love you and they care for you and, you know, they don't want to see you like this. And um, I know it's hard and, like, getting sober and kicking fentanyl is probably one of the hardest things you'll ever do. But um, yeah, I promise if you do it and you run with it, it'll all be worth it. You know, just like I've seen t too many of my friends die. Um, you know, and you get desensitized. It like I have pictures that I can show you right now where it's me and four of my friends. I'm the only person in that picture that's still alive today, and all of them are heroin or fentanyl-related deaths. This is facing fentanyl.